Church over the summer months, you know that I've been preaching a series of sermons on God and God's call of individual people in the Old Testament. And we turn to another one of those people this morning, Moses. God's call of Moses from the burning bush. Let's pray. Wise and loving God, may the words of my mind and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable to you today and always. Amen. There's an age-old cliche out there that goes something like this. Failure is a great preparation for greatness. And over the years, we've watched so many famous and talented people fail before they became great. You'll recall the name Beethoven, who was a classic composer of music, and his first piano teacher said that he was helpless as a pianist. You'll recall Michael Jordan, who was cut from his high school basketball team, his coach noting a lack of athleticism. Bill Gates, who recently teamed up with Dr. Fossey, you'll remember that back in the early 1970s, he failed out of Harvard. Walt Disney, you'll recall the great animated genius on the day of his first press conference. A reporter ridiculed Walt Disney for, and I quote, not having any good ideas. John Grisham, the famous author, rejected by 11 different publishers before publishing his first book. Thomas Edison, who invented the light bulb, tried 9,000 times before it finally worked. We all know stories of failure from over the years and people who went on to become great. And as we walk into our scripture passage this morning, we remember one of those people from scripture, namely Moses. Growing up in Sunday school or perhaps hearing sermons at church from the minister, Part of what you're always taught when it comes to Moses' life is Moses' life began as a baby in a basket who was rescued out of compassion. And the next thing that you're told is that God appears to Moses in a burning bush and calls Moses forward. But little did you may know that in between those two key events in Exodus 1 and Exodus 3, there is the story of Moses' blunder. You don't hear about it very often because Moses, the great saint of our faith, failed. Walk back with me into the scripture of Moses murdering the Egyptian. Once upon a time, you'll recall that Moses was out with uh, God's people, the Hebrews in Egypt. And uh, Pharaoh's oppressive uh, Egyptian people were often uh, doing some uh, very nasty things to uh, the Hebrew people. And once upon a time, we're told that Moses witnessed uh, an Egyptian who was being very not nice to one of God's Hebrew people. Moses looked around to make sure nobody was watching him, and Moses murdered the Egyptian, and to try to cover it up, hid the Egyptian in the sand. Well, the very next day, the Hebrews, Moses' people, began to start arguing amongst one another, and Moses went to intervene to start to straighten things out, but the people turned back to Moses and said, Moses, you've lost all of your leadership capital. You have murdered the Egyptian and tried to cover it up. 
And Pharaoh, who was upset with Moses, went on to punish God's people by making them work in the fields even harder, thanks to what Moses had done. And Moses' failed leader he was, was forced to flee to Midian. Why? Because Moses the murderer decided that he would take matters into his own hands, and he failed. I want to press pause at this moment in the story to ask all of you a question. Where recently in your life have you experienced failure? Perhaps it was an idea that didn't work. Perhaps it was a decision that you made that didn't turn out. Perhaps it was an investment that didn't play out the way that you wanted to. Perhaps it was a course of action that you took and it wasn't the right course of action. Where recently have you been dealing with failure in your personal life? If you've been dealing with failure in your personal life, I want you to hear the good news of the story of God calling Moses from the burning bush. And that good news is this. God often calls God's people beyond failure into future greatness. I thought I would share back with you three ways in which I sense that God worked in and through Moses' failure in Exodus chapter 2 to prepare Moses to go on to become a great leader. And the first way I sense God worked in and through Moses' failure is that Moses was humbled by that failure to the point at which he could hear from God in the burning bush. Very interesting, just after Moses killed the Egyptian and had to flee to Median, uh, he showed up at a well where failures, by the way, in scripture typically show up, like the woman in Samaria who had the five husbands and the failed marriage. And it was there that God appeared to Moses and asked him to help serve some other women in and around the well, uh, move water in and around the well. It was a moment where Moses was asked to run coffee, if you will. And in that moment there in Midian, Moses got humbled to the point in which God called him to move forth. As one scholar put it, if Moses' ego had still been burning, would Moses have been able to see God in the burning bush? Perhaps not. In fact, I would go so far to argue that Moses' very ability to discern God's voice inside that burning bush had to do with the fact that Moses' ego had no longer been burning. Where did Moses encounter God in the burning bush? It was in Midian, where, Midian, where Moses had to flee thanks to his failure. The failure really did humble Moses at this moment in this scripture. Reminded of the great uh, quote from G.K. Chesterton many years ago. He said, I used to think that God's gifts were on shelves, one above the other, and that the taller I grew in Christian character, the easier I could reach those gifts. But as I get older, said Chesterton, I am now realizing that God's gifts are on shelves, one below the other, and that it's never a matter of growing taller, but of stooping lower to receive some of God's best gifts. If you have failed recently or something has not worked out, ask yourself, now that I have been humbled in this moment in my life, where might I be able to see God in a new way, to hear from God in a burning bush, 
thanks be to the fact that my own ego is no longer burning quite like God's voice. Failure humbled Moses. A second point that I would raise about what failure did for Moses and allowing Moses to answer that call in the burning bush, I believe failure taught Moses. For yes, Moses would go on to answer the call in the burning bush, and ironically what Moses would go on to do with God's people would be to lead them in a way exactly unlike what he did in his killing of the Egyptian taskmaster. For part of what we remember Moses as for being a saint is when Moses got out in the wilderness, Moses was extraordinarily patient, listened to the voices of God's people, and was able to lead God's people forth, thanks really to his patience and his listening ability. What did Moses not have in his failure? Patience and an inability to listen. It's very clear in reading through the book of Exodus that Moses learned from that failure. If you failed recently, where might you learn from it? In some kind of way. Remember the great story of Tom Watson Sr. If you've been in the business world, you know about Tom Watson, the uh, uh, former chairman of uh, IBM. Uh, legend has it that one day there was a young junior executive in IBM who went off on a risky business venture and lost $10 million for the company. And when Watson found out this had happened, he called the young man into his office and the young man had already typed out his letter of resignation. He said, okay, before you even go, here's my letter, Mr. Watson. And Watson said, you've got to be kidding me. I just spent $10 million educating you. I can't afford your resignation. What might there be to learn from that failure in your life that might help you when God does call later again? I've shared with many of you before a story from, I'm sorry, my own family. And uh, I've shared before that we have a famous person in our family. Um, in previous years, uh, I am related to my cousin, uh, was the field goal kicker for the Ole Miss football team. And he kicked uh, three field goals in a game against the University of Alabama uh, the day when they, uh, year when they won the national championship. His name is uh, Gary Wunderlich. And I recall a moment in my life where I was with my grandfather later in his life, uh, and he lived in Memphis, Tennessee. And my grandfather, when he got old and in his early 90s, used to spend quite a bit of his day in this very interesting green chair. And those of you who have uh, aging loved ones know that their chair can become part of their personality, right? And I was spending time with my grandfather, and he was so excited at the time because my cousin uh, was going to be kicking on national TV at a high school uh, game that was going to be uh, televised on Friday night on ESPN. So we stayed up late uh, to watch uh, Gary kick, and we were hoping that he would kick a field goal in the game. Got to be past 11 o'clock central time, and Gary came out on the field to kick a field goal, and I could just see the excitement in my grandfather, who was in his early 90s. And he lined up to kick the field goal, and sure enough, on national television, it clanked off the upright. And my grandfather just took the channel changer on his green chair and he pressed the power button and turned off the television. I did not have any idea what he was going to say. But then he looked at me and he'll, he, this is what he said. He said, you know what? You'll learn more when you miss. And then he got out of that green chair and went to sleep. And I could not help 
but think about it a few years later when I watched Gary kick those field goals at the University of Alabama. It is true. Sometimes you learn more when you miss, when something doesn't work out. What might happen later on when God calls you a second time? Failure humbles us. Failure teaches us. And then in third and finally, a lesson that I learn about failure from Moses is that failure often forces us to rely less on ourselves and more in God. For if you were to ask me, what was it about Moses' killing of the Egyptian taskmaster that really upset God so much? I would share with you, it was not the injustice of the Egyptians. Surely God did not want the Egyptians to do what they were doing to God's people, the Hebrew people. I don't think God was upset with Moses about taking matters into his own hands uh, due to the injustice that he saw. I think why God was so upset with Moses is that Moses decided in that moment not to trust in God. For God had called Moses to be the leader of those people. And God had called Moses to do it at a particular time. But Moses, rather, decided that he would go about his own way, doing what he sensed he wanted to do, and not respect the timing of God. Hence the failure. I remember another time over the course of our lives, my wife Emily and I's life, where we had a moment where we felt that we were so smart that we were smarter than anyone or even God about a particular something. And since March, the beginning of the coronavirus, my wife Emily and I have laughed about this over and over again. Back in 2008, when she graduated from her Master's of Public Health program, there was a graduation ceremony at the University of Texas at Houston, and uh, we were listening to the graduation speaker. It was a wonderful evening with white and pink flowers everywhere, and everyone was excited for all the graduates. And the graduation speaker was part of the public health school, and she stood up, and she scared everybody, and she said, I tell you what, over the course of your lifetime, there will be a global health pandemic. And much like the swine flu, it will affect everyone. And she went on and on and on. And do you know, for the next three hours after the graduation ceremony, as we drove back from Houston to San Antonio, we talked about that crazy lady. And as fate would have it, she was absolutely right. And I tell that story because it has been a microcosm of so many of my own failures. My failures have been because I have not opened myself up to what I may not think might or could happen. I haven't dialogued with God about where God is in it all. I haven't asked God for input. I haven't made God part of that decision. And often what failure does is it teaches us to involve God a little bit more in that calling and to lessen yourself in the midst of it. If you came to worship this morning feeling as though recently you have failed in some area of your life, hear the good news of Moses. God called Moses beyond that failure. And know that in the midst of it all,
God can afford that you be humbled by that failure. God can afford that you be taught in and through that failure. And God, yes, can afford that you learn the lesson to rest your trust more in the hands of God than in yourself. But really and truly, what God can never afford is your resignation. Amen.